Today, documentary films are experiencing a major renaissance, and for good reason. But why are audiences increasingly choosing fact over fiction? Is it a dearth of realism, like endless comic book sequels and end-of-the-world action movies? Are viewers choosing authentic storytelling over spectacular visuals and far-fetched plots? Or maybe it's because docs f***ing rule. Hi, I'm Paco Romain. And I'm George Chen. And we host SupDoc. We didn't go to film school. We're just two comedians that dork out on docs. And since 2015, we've been recapping amazing documentaries with comedians, actors, and filmmakers like legendary comedians Dana Gould and Todd Glass. Musicians like Yacht and Dan Deacon. And even media stars like Jesse Thorne and Francesca Fiorentini. The AV Club called us enlightening, and Boing Boing said SupDoc is a great idea for a podcast. So find us wherever you get your podcasts or join us at SupDocPodcast.com. And follow us on social media at Subdoc Podcast. You're listening to the Escapist Comics Podcast. I'm Jacob Rubin. I'm Jessica Baldoni. And uh, we got a lot of future state to get into this week, don't we? We do. And some other things, finally, as well. Okay, great. Yes. What do you want to do first? Uh, well, let's also. It, today is a Monday, February 15th. I, don't, I think we forgot to say the date last week, so or last time. Oh, sure. During our interview. So I thought we'd catch okay. up <laughs> on the dates. Okay. But yeah, let's get into the comics as well. Because uh, there's also some other big news we have to talk about. And just WandaVision. Yeah. Just, we're definitely going to talk about WandaVision. People... Yeah, we'll save the WandaVision chatter for the end. So if you're not caught up, just don't listen to the end. Yeah. People want to know, though. They Although know. at this point, everybody's caught up. They have to. I mean, you have to want to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Leah, let's get into Dark Detective first. Okay, sure. Let's do it. All right. So, so I have a... I have one quick question about this future state crossover because I've I've read uh, a few of these future state comics now. Are they all happening in the same timeline? I think so, though it is a little confusing. Cause... Yeah, because like the three comics that you gave me, mm-hmm. Dark Detective, and they're all issue ones: Dark Detective, Legion of Superheroes, and Superman versus Imperius Lex, right. all appear to take place at drastically different points in the timeline. Yeah, I agree. Um, when I so, read Imperious Lex, I was very confused about like the age of Lois, which we'll get into when we talk about that yeah. one. Um, and it never tells you <laughs> where it takes place in the timeline. Yeah, like for all I know, there's, and I think that any casual observer would could possibly infer that DC is just like, we're going to do different future timelines for all these things. I mean, these are all just mini series. It's not like these are the future of these books. Right. Um, I know so, for the Batman stuff and the Wonder Woman stuff, they're all taking place at the same time. So Yeah, because one of the Fox boys was in Dark Detective. Mm-hmm. So is I that the one that's Batman or the other one? That was in Batman. No, is, is oh. Uh, the, the... Oh, no, that was in Grifters. Right. The, not, not in Dark Detective. Right, but all, anyway. yeah, they all talk about the magistrate and all of that. So I assume that's all supposed to be in the same timeline. So I imagine that they are all supposed to be running across the same timeline. Yeah. 
Mm. <laughs> and wherever that timeline may be. <laughs> right. Maybe they'll expose that later down the line. Yeah, um, there's a lot of cool ideas. Yeah, yeah. And Dark Detective is by uh, Rico Tamaki, right? Or Jillian Tamaki? A Tamaki? Uh, <laughs> Mariko Tamaki. Yeah, they said, are they related? Or is that yeah, just... Yeah, they're cousins. Uh, this, oh, they're cousins. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is Mariko Tamaki. Dan Mora does Mariko, the yeah. amazing art and colors. Really, really great art, yeah. Oh, God, the art is so good in this one. It's probably my favorite, actually, of the art. Um, yeah, when he busts out his Batman, it looks like prime Jim Lee before Jim Lee got like too complicated. Yeah, definitely. Um, and the yeah. colors are amazing. Obviously, Jordi Belair mm -hmm. really dials it which up full notch in this. Um, and the the layouts are great too. It's so like Blade Runner esque. Mm -hmm. um, uh, future, the Gotham just looks like Tokyo, you know, <laughs> in the future. Yeah, now, which is crazy. Uh, they really go like full minority report too a little bit with like the ads. That's exactly, I was, yeah. It's very Philip K. Dick, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm pretty Blade sure, Runner. yeah, what our future is going to look like, so. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't have a rooftop fight scene in the rain in the future without people going, oh, Blade Runner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've already pointed out that Bruce Wayne is dead. And then immediately we find out Bruce Wayne's not dead. <laughs> Yeah, like the the page where we see that he's running. Yeah, <laughs> he's attending. He's visiting his own grave. Uh, or yeah, he was visiting his grave. Um, and yeah, we find out he's not. He's not actually dead. Uh, he's just in hiding, basically. He did get shot multiple times by one yeah. of the peacekeepers that the magistrate has been running. Um. And he has to get fixed up by one of like the underground surgeons, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so he's been on the run basically since then and in hiding, but he still wants to be Batman. He... <laughs> yeah, right? no cape. This is a really different, interesting look. Yeah, well, he doesn't have you know he doesn't have Fox Lucius Fox anymore to help him with all his tools. He doesn't have the money. He's basically yeah. abandoned. It's like Batman Year One all over again, right? Like yeah from scratch or even less than that because even in batman year one he started on money to like get all his fancy tools yeah so yeah uh yeah he's just starting completely all over again which is a really interesting idea um mm -hmm. the only thing was like if he didn't if he wanted to stay in hiding doesn't he not want to be batman anymore shouldn't he have like a new costume completely <laughs> Yeah, why doesn't he do like that Spider-Man identity crisis thing? And he's like, now I'm, I don't know. I mean, how many other co characters has Batman played? Now I'm, uh, oh, um, uh, wasn't he Starman in like one issue? Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there was a, a random, because they, they touched on this in James Robinson's Starman series. At one point, Batman couldn't be Batman anymore. So he- right takes all his bat stuff and puts stars on it. Now I'm Starman. That was just for one issue. Um, that would be funny if they brought that back. <laughs> yeah, of all or things. Or he could be Catman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows what happened to Catman? He's probably dead right now. Probably. In this timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I know you didn't read issue two yet. I did not. Um, 
but it really issue two is a little bit longer and issue one's pretty short because then you get that big what is it like red hood type i think red hood's a backup story which i'm not a big jason todd fan so i kind of just skipped the backup story i hope i um, never meet a big jason todd fan i don't know what's really there to like <laughs> there's really not yeah <laughs> you should have just stayed dead yeah he should, like him being dead was such a great like a big Batman fuck up like Batman mm -hmm. I mean yeah Batman's made like mistakes but this is the one that, like the like people made fun of it all the time whenever there'd be like a fight in the Batcave and the Jason Todd costume gets knocked over and that's how you know it's gone too far yeah but like you know so what that was good was good <laughs> And then they and then they were like, oh, well, now we'll kill Stephanie Brown, and now she's the new Batman fuck up. And then they brought her back, which I think is fine because I like Stephanie Brown more than Jason Todd. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like they they overturned a democratic election. Jason Todd was killed democratically, and then they're like, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Now he's just a crazy person yeah. <laughs> who kills people, and we still like him for some reason. But he's not funny like Deadpool. <laughs> I, I guess, yeah. I, maybe if Jason Todd was funny, I'd like him. If he was like, I don't know, like a Deadpool. I don't know what they could do to Jason Todd. Yeah, there's nothing. In it. Like, but but a De Deadpool like breaks the fourth wall, and also because Deadpool like can't die, that he could just do whatever, and that's what's. I guess Jason Todd has came back from the dead. That's yeah, that'd be a cool take for him. He's like, I've already been killed. What else can you do to me? Uh, that's an angle. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Works for Buffy. Yeah. Oh God, we can't talk about Buffy right now. It's a sensitive soft topic for me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, okay. Anyways, moving on. So yeah, in the second, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, in the second issue, Batman's being, or Bruce Wayne's being hunted even more so by more peacekeepers. They go into how he gets killed and how he uh, brings himself back from the dead, let's say. So basically the peacekeeper shoots him and for some unknown reason, um, there's another dead body floating right below or right above him. And they uses, <laughs> uses that dead body to trick the peacekeeper into thinking that that's him. Cause it looks just uh. like, and he's like, and he, they do say, he's like, it was just happenstance that this dead body looks just like me. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, Christ. I know. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's, uh, real lucky. <laughs> DC stealing plot points from Mad Men. That's unexpected. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Did he, you watch Mad Men? I did watch Mad Men, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I guess I did steal that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, so he's not like, running around with this guy's name. No, he uh, actually, his name is Jeff now. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. is that in issue two? It is an issue two. Oh, okay, so so he is he did like sw switcheroo. Yeah, he did. Well, he just took he just took a, a a dude's name. Apparently, its name. His name is Jeff. Oh, the guy who the body. I don't know if it's that guy's body. Um, oh, okay. So it's not a direct madman. <laughs> no, it's not direct. No. <laughs> but uh, I don't I don't know why he named himself Jeff. It could have been any could have been anybody. But uh, he chose. I mean, match matches Malone is right there. Why not honor the history? <laughs> um, so yeah, and he lives in a crazy dude's basement. 
because this guy has no technology in his house, so no one can trace him there. Um, and he is trying to figure out how he can take down the magistrate. So that's that's pretty much issue two for you. Uh, but I like it. Do you, think, it he'll, so do you think he'll team up with the new Batman? I hope so. I mean, I, I assume that's where they're going to go with it eventually. Um, mm -hmm. There's only a few more issues. Issue three is out. I have not gotten to it yet, but um, I, that looks like where it's going so far. And he Sick. also got a cool bat cycle in this one as well. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> you got a motorcycle. Batman's got a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, we also read Superman versus Imperious Lex. This one is my favorite of the ones you sent me. Yes, this one is pretty great. Yeah. Well, Mark Russell wrote it. Also, art by Steve okay. Hugh. I mean, Mark Russell. The art is excellent. Yeah, the art is excellent. I mean, Mark Russell is great. He just has his own style. You can always tell if he wrote a, a comic because he just has a way of delivering conversations. And um, I mean, Prez was such a great series. I will. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Uh, I'm so sad they never got back to it like they were supposed to. Um, oh, really? Mm. Yeah, yeah. They were supposed to have a second cycle of that, and it just never happened. Um, probably because Vertigo, you know, went downhill. Is my guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just the start, the very start of this, when they're having a council of united planets. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and this do, one actually uh, starts in the not so distant future so maybe this one is further along in the future state like maybe i mean it the things that happen in this uh series are like you'd think that if something like this were to go down that it would have been mentioned in the batman book oh by the way earth is the new home of the united federation of planets or whatever right uh, something it looks different too like yeah. it looks brighter. I mean, I know this is Metropolis, right? So and Metropolis yeah. is always, but like the architecture, all these buildings look like rocket ships. Yeah, everything looks newer, and Lois is way older. Like, yeah. I would think Bruce and Lois are about the same age, probably, right? But yeah, Lois, probably. Looks, Lois looks like she's in her late fifties, probably. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean she's gone full gray. So like yeah, she's gone full gray. I'd say and, even 60. Yeah, she could be 60s too. Yeah. And and then Superman himself too looks way older as well. So older than Kingdom Come Superman. Yes, he is full gray as well. Um I like this new costume for him. It looks like mm -hmm. I mean it doesn't really it looks more like mature, I guess. Yeah, it has almost a kingdom come look as to it. Though I still miss yeah. the underpants. I think they should always have the underpants on. <laughs> it holds up the pants. Yeah, I, <laughs> I get it. I get why they th think it looks stupid because it does kind of look stupid. But I mean, come on, it's Superman. It's classic. The iconic look. It is. Um, so yeah, basically they're having a meeting about how Lex Luthor is, he owns a planet now, right? He runs an entire planet. Yeah. We don't know how he got there. Uh, they don't really address that, but he, yeah, he owns his own planet. He's been running it for a while. Uh, of course, he's probably doing something nefarious there because he's Lex Luthor. 
and he's never you, you know that <laughs> this is like a modern version of they did the storyline in the 60s which one was that uh it, it was like it wasn't well, super long running it was it, he, he just found a planet under a I don't think it was a red sun. I think it was a it was a, a different colored sun. Superman didn't have his powers on this planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Luther somehow like I think they're fighting and the, he's like trying to get away from Superman in a spaceship and Superman's chasing him and then he crash lands on this planet and uses his intellect to basically like save some aspect of the planet and then they immediately start worshiping him. And so by the time Superman arrives, even though it's only been like a day, Lex Luthor's already fully in charge. Um, then they fight. Superman takes him back to Earth to punt to like throw him in jail. And then later, even though Lex stays on Earth after he breaks out of jail and whatever, way later down the line, he's like, you know, I'll go back and see how that planet's doing. And they still worship him and they still call the planet Lexor. Um, so they like, it was a recurring thing for a few. There's a there's a really iconic cover of Superman and Luther having a shirtless fist fight under oh, a blue yeah, yeah, sun. Yeah. I think yeah. that's on Lexor. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so but yeah, he's made the aliens. The aliens on Lexor and those that comic looked just exactly like humans, white people. It's just a planet of more white people, of course, just like is. Krypton and Daxum. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, real creative. <laughs> they yeah. back then. Um, so yeah, he's made a army of reticulants. Sounds like replicants. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> speaking of creative, um, and Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner, exactly. Uh, and he's basically saved the people, right, from the his own robots. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that and that's how he's won their favor on mm. Lexor. That's what I gathered, anyways, from reading yeah. this. Yeah. Hey, that makes sense. <laughs> that also, makes le- good, good plan. Lex News is such a great, not at all subtle. Oh, Fox that's, News? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah that's for that's sure. like, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just, yeah, perfect nod to today, obviously, as well. Yeah. Um, he does so many like little quirky things with this, just with like, he has mm-hmm. this, he's talking to his own robot and he has this little power doll. And of course, he's going to make action figures of himself. It's perfect. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and he wants it to be bigger and bigger biceps, bigger muscles, bigger abs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, what he has right now looks like a little He-Man. He wants it yeah, to be it does like, like a little, little He-Man. Um, yeah. This is a really fun book. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, definitely recommend it. it. Uh, it's it's a cool. Lot- it has like a fun retro feel in a way that a lot of Superman comics don't nowadays yeah exactly it's what i missed from a lot of superman comics that have been taking them way too seriously uh Mm -hmm. recently so definitely highly recommend this one do they so have you read more than the first issue no i've only read this first only only two are out so far okay i want to know what's going on with his face because it looks like he's wearing some sort of mask it does look like that absolutely they don't talk about it no they don't talk about it at all um, the only thing I could think of is, you know, he does still wear that giant robot suit and he kind of like fits it in there. But yeah, I think you're right. I think it is a mask. And yeah, it, even the scene when he's that. looking at the doll, when he's in the tub, his skin is like a slight, like it's a perfectly, the only thing that makes me think that is like the fact that, I mean, it's got like the edge around it, but his face is complete. Even the statue of him is, looks like it has a mask on. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. 
That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm sure they'll So, I mean, I don't, yeah. Well, I'll send you the next issue and we'll get back to that later. Nice. It turns out it's actually Brainiac. That'd be oh, so good. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. All right, you also read Legion? I did. I did not read Legion, so tell us about it. Okay, um, well, you know how the Legion of Superheroes is in the future? Uh, these guys, like, that, whenever they bring the Legion into any of these like alternate futures, the Legion is already an alternate future and really nothing that I can tell about what's happening in these other comics is being reflected in this comic. It's just another Legion reboot. Um, they're sort of divided into two camps. Uh, oh, there's there's references to some of the story, like how Chameleon Boy was the son of RJ Brand. Uh-huh. Um, th- so th- they mentioned that again. Uh, the Oh, triplicate girl, one of them has died and now she's duo damsel, which is a thing. That's that's another thing they've done before. Um, Brainiac 5 appears to be some form of shapeshifter. The art is like distinctive and neat. And I like how all the characters, because, you know, it's the Legion, so they're all like humanoid right. wearing similar-ish costumes. Yeah, um, still the way it's that, Riley uh, Rossmo doing the art. And Bendis is still writing, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah. It, that's odd. It, it really doesn't feel like a Bendis book because uh, people are speaking in complete sentences. Um, <laughs> which, if I'm being honest, is something I like about Bendis's writing. The fact that he will do these like super conversational that that is not in this book at all. Uh, oh, it did not feel like a Bendis book in that way. Um, but yeah. the art is cool. The costume designs are cool. I just don't think that we need another Legion reboot. Like we, we've gotten, like we had the 60s Legion went all the way into the late 80s. And then we got the 90s reboot and then we got the 2000s reboot and then we've had the 2010s reboot. And this is just another, I don't know if this is permanent or if this is just like for this event. Yeah, I think um, it's just for this event. Okay. They just finished then, yeah. up one like last, two weeks ago. They just finished up the last Legion run that Ben just wrote. So. Uh, there is a very cool thing how uh, um, Bouncing Boy is in this comic essentially a political extremist and it shows him bouncing from uh, Kalu and ship to Kalu and ship, crashing through them just at like super fast speeds, destroying ships by flinging his body and like cr- blowing up their engine and boom, another one, another one, uh, ping pong across the sky like a pinball. It's, <sighs> and the Legion's trying to get in contact with him and he's like, no, this is me now. I don't need you anymore. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's a neat. <laughs> No, no, he he's he's uh, fighting the evil Kaluan regimes. He's just uh, like the Legion isn't effective enough. I'm doing this on my own. Got it. He's the Wolverine. He, right. He's like Wolverine of the Legion. <laughs> That's interesting. And then in the end, he's back, and they're all back together. But uh, yeah, it's a cool, different take. Um, I don't know. It's only two issues, so. Yeah. Well, uh, I think they're kind of seeing doing this, seeing what sells, and then seeing what sticks. You know. Yeah. And that one, I don't think is going to stick. It didn't sell very well. It doesn't sound like you were as entertained by it. Um, and even being a Legion uh, I mean, fan. Yeah, my Legion fandom, I feel like I'm a big Legion fan. And then I actually read a few Legion comics. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not as big of a Legion fan as I thought I was. <laughs> like, I loved the Mark Wade reboot from like mid 2000s. Yeah. Um, I thought that was such a cool different thing. A lot of that was because Barry Kitson's art was just pushing the whole thing up and the costume designs are so like cool. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. Uh, And then I went back and read like the nineties Archie Legion. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I think that they, I think it's a great premise for like, then they had a Saturday morning cartoon for a while in the two thousands. 
with Superboy that was really, really good. And I think that's exactly what Legion should be like. Let's just have a shitload of characters. We can take parts of them and have them go on fun missions, depending on what the story we want. Okay, this one we'll get Triple Girl. This one we'll get Colossal Boy. We'll leave everybody else, you know? Um, right. I don't know. I don't know how to make the Legion relevant anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, somebody, they'll keep trying. I know that. They'll just keep trying. Yeah. I think they kind of need someone from the present, quote unquote, to be there to like sort of offer the reader's perspective, like Superboy yeah. or Supergirl or Con when it was Connell, when it was Connor Kent, that was great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a Kryptonian. It could be like, I don't know, Robin. How cool would that be? Yeah. I know they yeah. tried to bring a lot of Legion into the Supergirl show. And even that- Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And even that couldn't keep my attention when I was watching the Supergirl show, it was just oh, it was right, a she, little off. Yeah. She dated Brainiac 5. That was a yeah. thing. Yeah, it was yeah. strange. Or, uh, no, wasn't she dating Mon-El? Oh, oh, yeah, in the show. In the comic, in the she show. dated Brainiac 5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, there's our rundown of future state books, right? Did you read it? That was all of them, right? Those, those are the three that you sent me, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let me go over one book that I read this week that actually came out this week um, from AWA Upshot, uh, a new company that's been coming out with some pretty good books, actually. Uh, this one is called Casual Fling. <laughs> let me see that. <laughs> it's kind of, okay. The uh, tagline is sex is never safe. Um. <laughs> is this is this written by that guy who came in and told us not to self safe sex yeah it's that guy exactly okay great. <laughs> uh this is written by jason star i think art by oh god i'm gonna really mess up this name dalibor talgic talgic it has a little c at the end with an apostrophe over it i don't know I don't know what to do with that. Oh, I think that's that's a ch sound. A ch, so talichuk. Yeah. That's probably right, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay, we'll go with yeah. it. Uh, and then Marco Lesko. Um, so this book was really good, actually. Um, I, I don't like the tagline on the cover. I think that's dumb. But besides sure. that, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is it's a really different story. Um, it's basically takes it takes place in Manhattan. It's about a, a lawyer and she's uh, she's raising her family in uh, like I said in New York, and she gets into some trouble when she has a, an affair basically with another lawyer. Mm. Um, this says like I said a, a casual fling, if you will. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it gets a little kinky. Uh, the guy puts a mask on, you know, he asks her like, what, what's she into? I think they might even use some handcuffs or something. Um, she just says, this is a one night thing. You know, I, I shouldn't have done this. Uh, they leave it at that. Uh, she goes back home to her husband. They have like, you know, she definitely hides it from him. Um, she starts acting really guilty, you know, buys him like concert tickets. Uh, they say they should have a date night. Um, the next day, she goes back to work. Uh, the guy calls her immediately, the guy she had an affair with. Um, and she says, you know, again, like this was just a one night thing. Like, I don't want to have any more contact with you. I'm sorry. Like, 
let's leave it at that. Um, and then the kind of like twist at the end, which I'm going to spoil right now for everybody. Go uh, for it. Definitely a hook of the comic. <laughs> uh, is he's he's like talking to her on the phone, so he's like, okay, yeah, no problem. And then they show him watching a video of them having sex. So he taped uh, her. Yeah, he taped, and that's why he's wearing the mask. Is uh, he was filming them? Yeah. So it's definitely, then that's why I wanted to share the hook because like you're reading the whole comic and you're like, oh, it's kind of like kind of like disclosure, I guess. You know, it's like about a mm-hmm. woman having an affair. You know. You're like, all right, I guess. Like, it really takes a little while to like get your get the hooks in, but then when it does, right. you're like, oh, it's this. This is the story. I get, mm-hmm. and it gets really gross. You feel instantly kind of like creeped out by it, but at the same time, right. it's really different from any other story or any other comic that's out there right now. Because I just really had to think about it. I'm like, I haven't read anything like this. Yeah. At all. It's not really a crime like- book. It's more like a blue collar sure. crime, you know. Um, yeah, but it's really fucked up. I mean, he's basically gonna—he's gonna use this thing to sort of like blackmail or just sort of fuck her life up in some yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. And but who knows how? Know. What does what he, he want? He could do anything, yeah. you know. He could use yeah. it to make her have more sex with him. Like he could, yeah. He could exactly he could blackmail her. He could do yeah. something with her law firm. Like who knows? But it was a really good hook. They did a good job. Mm-hmm um the art's really good uh it's really moody yeah it's it's good i really like the books that this uh, studio has been putting out so far so i'm into it um good job awa upshot <laughs> i hate the upshot <laughs> that's the full title of the company awa yeah. upshot, AWA upshot. Yeah. i do like saying it though yeah. <laughs> um so then the last book you sent me was steak do you have steak in front of you i do have steak in front of me okay nice scout comics scout comics by uh, burn fantini and rodriguez david burn yeah not that david burn not that david burn <laughs> but what if it was david a burn francesca <laughs> fantini and letter letter oh wow, she did all the art color and everything mm-hmm. um which i do love the coloring of this book let me say yeah like the Sin City style, like only things in color, what needs to be in color. Yeah, different though than Sin City. It has like... Yeah. It does have the, yeah, the red. So we'll go but it has gray. Like, yeah, black and white. And then, yeah, the blood is all in red. And then, but then it has like interesting, like lights of blue and rainbowy colors as well. But just to highlight yeah. certain things, um, which is really interesting. Well, I love the art in this book. I'll, I'm going to say that. Uh, yeah, I think the character designs are really good. And like that one panel that's just showing vampires from pop culture. Yes. I think is really cool. Because they <laughs> that that's really, you know, that's hard to draw all these different, you know, people who look like real people, but that's clearly David Boreanaz. Yes. And Everything else about this book I uh, do not like. <laughs> I will say. Yeah, the, <laughs> like I think the art and character designs and action is really good, but I think the panel layouts are kind of awkward. Yeah, they um, are. Um, like, and the story, yeah, the story I just uh, thought was really kind of uh, lame. I don't know. I don't want to like. <laughs> it could have been yeah, good. I yeah. I don't really get what's going on. Like, she fakes 
be uh, fakes an injury. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she drinks the Slurpee. Um, <laughs> fakes an injury, sprays blood all over herself, gets picked up by some EMTs because she knows that they're vampires. How does she know this? How does she get the vampire EMTs? Are all EMTs vampires? Um, tases them, but then immediately gets fucked up. And then out of nowhere, her friend, who isn't her friend Sarah from the beginning, it's a different person, shows right. up and kills them with a sword. Exactly. And, and just sort of, and then is kind of shitty to our hero and then leaves. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the basic premise is that she grew up, right, with a vampire who's oh yeah who's her adopted sister or whatever, or she's adopted too. She's adopted. Yeah. Sister was a vampire, uh, but didn't know she was a vampire till she was a teenager. Is that clear? That's what it said, basically. She didn't know she was I mean, a vampire. She's going to high school. She's cheerleading in the sun. Right. Like, what at, What makes her a vampire? Her sister? It says she's a vampire. It says, uh, right here. It says, uh, back to this guy, blah, blah, blah. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sarah Smith's a vampire. You can tell yeah. she's got the freckles and the blue eyes and everything. Right. And they're going to school together. But then they don't. Yeah, she's in this like weird vampire cult thing. This is why it's confusing. Yeah, but she's definitely a vampire. And then this person, Stake, whose first name is Angel. Which, come on, yeah. man! If you're gonna write a vampire book, uh-huh. and you're gonna feature an illustration of yeah. David Boreanaz, mm-hmm. don't call your main character Angel. Don't call her Angel. Don't do it. It's lazy writing. Okay. It's so bad. <sighs> yeah, it makes me so mad that they got. I don't, it, such a good artist to do this and colorings and then just like really failed on this story. Also the way that this girl talks just drove me absolutely insane. Okay. So anyways, yeah. Yeah. So the girl is definitely a vampire, (laughs) not, not the main character. Her sister is a vampire for some reason. She's caught up in this vampire cult thing. They want, she has some kind of power. I don't know exactly what it is. They don't really explain that at all. Uh, But there's, so there's bad vampires, I guess, and there's good vampires, supposedly. Yes. Who? I said they're in that weird who are, vampire. Who are the good vamp- no, who are the good vampires? Well, I don't know. Her sister? Uh, I guess. <laughs> well, obviously, the other girl's a vampire. The, the hero vampire later who comes and kills, right? Isn't she a vampire, it, too? Is she? Hold on. Let me pull, go back to that page. I guess she's she has, like, glowing eyes. eyes. Yeah, she's got the glowy eyes, so I assume she's a vampire. That's our only way to tell. Also, and then when she kills these vampires, there's blood everywhere. But I thought, when, I mean, the 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 rule, the vampire rules. I'm not saying that like vampires have to only work the way that they work in Buffy, right? Or the way they work in I don't know, friggin' preacher. But when yeah. you kill a vampire, I don't think that there should be this much blood and then like a severed head and everything. I mean, I think you can change the rules for that. That's fine. That doesn't bother me. What bothered me oh, is, right. who is this girl? Why isn't it the sister? <laughs> like we said. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was like her, her because the only difference is no freckles. Right. It's. It was very. Yeah, like I said, it was very confusing. Also, her doing these live streams of killing the vampires, and also the the whole EMT setup. Like 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 you said, how did she know? That these people, these EMTs were gonna come, and she was gonna set them up, um, and yeah, and and then the the really shitty 
I'm going to write like a teenager and not have any idea how teenagers talk. Like it, it was just really annoying. The whole thing. Yeah. I, I didn't care for this. Yeah. Um, I mean like the art was dope and like, but it, th nothing about this makes me want to know what's going on. Like there's yeah. no narration considering how much narration and backstory there is at the beginning. The fact that this other vampire lady just shows up kills these other vampires and bolts but we have no idea who she is also how is this being live streamed yeah. how is she holding her phone yeah. is it her glasses <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah they don't they don't really explain that either <laughs> yeah who knows uh yeah this needs needs a lot of work we'll just say that yeah <laughs> it does kind of feel like punching down to go after a company like scout like this but like yeah i mean you know well, it's okay because uh, I have another comic from Scout right here. Uh, okay. Calls it it eats what it what feeds it. Sorry, it eats what feeds it. <laughs> it's a fun title to say. It eats what not. feeds it. It eats what feeds it. That's it. Okay. Okay. So this is a three issue miniseries, um, and I just have the trade of the nine ninety nine trade to buy all at once because the. Issues are very short. Um, so I just got this this week. It just came out on Wednesday. Um, and this was by, let me get to the title page, Max Hoven and Aaron Crow were the writers and illustrated by Gabriel. Oh, here we go again. Uh, Umazark. 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 Great. <laughs> um, this is a really cool horror comic and it's really simple. It'll take you about mm, 15 minutes to read it probably because it is not overly wordy whatsoever. Um, and it is so cool and moody that like, it's just basically full of like swampy green colors. I don't know if you could see that at all, Jacob. I know obviously people can't see it on the podcast, <laughs> but- Fairly swampy, yes. Yes, the whole, the whole comic is just green and muddy. Basically that's the colors. Okay. Um, because it takes place in a Louisiana swamp. Um, oh, okay. Well, at least they're sticking with a brand. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, it's about a woman who is uh, is hiring a young caretaker, and she puts an ad out in the paper. This kid comes and wants to you know take the job, obviously, and she's gonna hire him. She has to live on the property with her. Uh, so it's like a live-in, work-in situation. She's beautiful, um, but there's some weird things going on. Every night he hears like screaming um, and uh, the kitchen is full of bloody meat, <laughs> like lots of lots of bloody meat and carcasses. <laughs> Doesn't right. appear that there's any animals on the property. So that's a little strange. Um, and she just has him do some like very strange chores that you probably wouldn't normally do um, for a, a regular young, beautiful woman. Sure. Um, I don't want to go into too much more since it is pretty short and there's not, like, like I said, there's not much text to go into. Um, mm -hmm. And it is like, you know, it's a horror comic. It reveals and it has a mystery to it, uh, but it is very, very good. Uh, and so kind of, kind of redeems Scout from that last book <laughs> so yeah it eat, eats what it feeds only 9.99 for three issues pretty pretty good i that's recommend good yeah nice all right so that's all of the books for this week 
right. That's all the books. All right, should we take a short break? Let's do and it. Then, uh, all right, cool. We'll be right back after this musical break, or maybe nothing. Depends on how I feel when I'm editing. <laughs> And just to let all of our listeners know, the this episode of the podcast is the Snyder Cut episode. Uh, Jack Snyder edited this episode, which is why it'll be seven hours longer than necessary and have the Joker in it. And it'll also be in black and white. Yeah, this is the first black and white podcast. <laughs> we did it. Science has figured it out. It's the cinematic version, okay? <laughs> oh my God. Every time I hear anything about the Zack Snyder Cut, I, I like, you know, if it meant that I didn't have to go through this, I would remove the movie 300. I love the movie 300. I thought it was great. This is not worth it. Nope, it's not worth it. Um, yeah, Zach, Zach Snyder is just all over the internet today. He's defending yeah. Batman v Superman. He's defending, Ugh. yeah. You can't defend it. It's just not defendable. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> like um, what's wild to me is that there's really nothing stopping DC from just doing what Marvel is doing. They could just, like, these stories aren't terrifically unique or original. You just have to take these characters, put them in. You could have a fucking bolt from the sky. You could have an easy, to like, just hit all of the same beats. No one will mind. It will not be a great movie, but it'll be a movie that will make money and that people, I guess all their movies make money, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, instead they're just going this weird root and i don't know i don't know i don't, I know. don't get it i don't know. get people who want it and i refuse to learn God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently what does it say he's uh oh this is a different i thought he likened it to uh citizen kane's rosebud <laughs> that man be superman um okay so it says one of the most mocked uh and meme-worthy moments in Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, is where Bruce Wayne finally sees the humanity in Clark Kent after learning their mothers are both named Martha. However, director Zack Snyder offered his defense and the often criticized moment. One of the hosts of I Minutemen, I don't know what that is. Is that a, is that a podcast? Uh, I Minutemen, okay. Or a YouTube channel or a, or yeah. a, a uh, TikTok account, who knows at this point and likened it to Citizen Kane's rosebud <laughs> in the single word represents such a significant part of the film. You know, I clearly, is a quote, you know, I clearly am a fan and are very interested in how Martha, the concept, it's central to the film. I mean, it's 100% the linchpin that holds the entire movie together, Snyder said. And I think it's indicative of the way that Batman v Superman was sort of received and its central tenant was a sort of, sort of belittled and made fun of. Oh, poor Zack Snyder. Okay, but like, what if, okay, the success of Batman and Superman, the characters have nothing to do with the fact that their, first mother, their mother's first names are both Martha. That's, yeah. that's clear. Everyone can understand this. Yeah. What would Zack Snyder had done if Bill Finger and Jerry Siegel had had a phone call where Bill Finger was like, oh, you named her Martha? Okay, well then I'll name her like Doris. Then <laughs> right. what Then what happens? Honestly, Zack Snyder, honestly, what? how would you have it happen if this you didn't have this 
weird coincidence going back 70 years. I don't know what he would have done. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> Did he change your name to Martha? No, because he wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like he just is overthinking everything. He just thinks he's going to, like, save save the DC universe with this cut. Like it means so much to him. Like this is how it's like, gonna, this is how it's gonna happen. You know who's gonna you know save is, the DC man? universe is James Gunn. That's who's gonna save the DC universe. Oh God, I hope that they don't fuck that movie up. I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Cause I mean, I, I just, the fact that Pete Davidson is in a superhero movie is oh, yeah. too weird for me not to watch. Um, but everything else about it sounds really good too. I should see Birds of Prey too. I still haven't seen that. It's really um, good. I watched it. Yeah, again. I should. I gotta watch it. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta. It's on HBO Max, right? Yeah, it is on HBO. Yeah, I gotta get on that. Um, but like, okay. So what? What have been the good DCEU movies? This is a real question. Birds of Prey. Haven't seen it yet. Shazam. Thought it was really nice. Wonder Woman. Great. Mm -hmm. Aquaman. No. Okay. So Not three. Good. There are only three. Oh, yeah, of the, new, of like the new ones, I guess. Of of the D, we're talking DCEU, the ones that are confirmed to be all within the same continuity. Right, starting with, I guess, not Dark Knight. No. Yeah, yeah. I guess starting with Man of Steel. I I I suppose that Man of Steel will be considered the first. Yeah. The Zack Snyder. Yeah. Because uh, then then if we're talking bad ones. Yeah. We got Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Oh well, wait. What did you think of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? Yeah, it's not good. Okay, yeah. um, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet either. Uh, I watched Soul that day instead. Um, <laughs> I watched both. We had to I, make it better with Soul. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Soul, I liked Soul. Yeah, Soul's good. It got, it got a bit of shit, and I understand some of the shit that it got, but overall, I thought it was really nice. No, I, I really liked it. Yeah, uh, yeah Justice League, not good. Uh, oh, Justice League, yeah. So Aquaman, um, Suicide Squad uh is that it are we caught up yeah i think yeah I think that's it like yeah. what are they doing i don't know you know you know what it is it's i just watched a really interesting video by patrick h willems who who does these like 30 minute youtube videos that are like movie critiques um and he did one about the a retrospective on kevin smith he went back and watched every kevin smith movie um and decided whether or not they were still good and he's like yeah they're still fine but kevin smith got worse Kevin Smith sort of regressed into this, like, I'm only going to make movies for the tens of thousands, like not that many people who will just support everything I do. That's hard though. His, yeah. his movies have gotten real bad, like real bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I went and saw Jay Silent Bob reboot because uh, Annie bought tickets because he was taking it on tour. Yeah. And so it was like the movie and you're in a room with only big Ke Kevin Smith fans. Uh -huh. And then he does a Q&A with Jay afterwards. You know, and it was fun. That actually wasn't bad out of all. I, we actually just watched that recently. And I was like, okay. that was actually funny. It wasn't. Yeah. You know, but uh, Yoga Hosers, literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wow. I haven't and, seen. I, I heard Red State was good. Yeah, Red State's good. That's probably okay. his last good movie, I would I say. I think that's the only Kevin Smith movie that people have said is good that I haven't seen. Because I didn't see Tusk. Oh. I didn't see Cop I Out. I didn't mind Tusk, but it's, okay. you know, 
Yeah. It's a body horror movie. It's weird. It's really sure. Definitely not for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, everything after that. But you know, and Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Do I remember much about it? No, but I laughed when I watched it. I would say yeah. be high. <laughs> <laughs> like I remember that when Jay meets uh Millennium Falcon or whatever his daughter's name is. Right. And she like drops down and beats him up and ties him up and takes him into the house. I'm right. like, what does that mean? And then it's never referenced again. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's like his daughter, right? That Kevin turns Smith's out to be daughter. his daughter that he had with Justice. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But it Kev- it's Kevin Smith's real daughter. It's Kevin Smith's real. Yes. Yeah. That's the other thing. And she's, I guess she's actually a pretty decent actress. She's okay. Yeah. She's she okay. Yeah. I don't think she'll have a career outside of things that her no. father produces, but yeah. She will not. <laughs> she was also in that Yoga Hosers movie and it was, like I said. Well, that was, that was a spinoff of Tusk, right? He, he yeah. put his daughter, Johnny Depp's daughter in Tusk and they decided, oh, they were the best part of the movie. <sighs> but we're not, we don't need to shit on Kevin Smith. The last 20 no. years have done that enough already. What yeah. we need to do yeah. is like, we're talking about, it's the DCEU, like the Suicide Squad, Everything about it sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like that John Cena's in it. Uh, Everyone that, I mean, Nathan Fillion, like. Yeah. It's going to be good. I don't. It's got a, a lot. Everyone who was alive at the end of the previous movie is back. Yeah. Oh, not Will Smith. Idris oh, Elba. Never Will Smith. Idris Elba's replacing Will Smith. But not playing Deadshot. He's playing no, a different he's playing character. No, he's playing a new character. Yeah. Filling that same role, which is what they should do with. Should we talk about it? Should we talk about the Mandalorian? Yeah, we should talk about it. Yeah. Don't recast Cara Dune. Come up with a new character. Just move on. That's don't, my stance. You don't think that Lucy Lawless should replace her? I think that Lucy Lawless would be a fantastic addition to the cast, but I don't think she should play the character Cara Dune. Yeah. I think it would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> For only that reason. <laughs> give her the give her the tattoo, give her the the yeah. armor and everything and just say, Kara Dune, were you always from New Zealand? And she's like, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like just have her real accent and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, Wow, you've aged a little bit. Like <laughs> right. they could do like a thing where she like goes through like another planet and like warps her face or something. I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> sure. It could just, like like they could even have her get uh because okay, this is my like big brain, galaxy brain Star Wars conspiracy theory, but you know how Luke at the beginning of Empire Luke gets beat up by the Wampa? I'm 100% sure that that scene would not have been in the movie if Mark Hamill hadn't been in a motorcycle accident that changed what his face looked like. Right, exactly. Okay, that's that's not okay. That's not like a conspiracy theory. Is that like that's like a no, I think that's totally true. Okay, they put so, that yeah. scene in there because of that. Oh, okay. Also, yeah. it was really great. Like it made Luke look like a chump, which is exactly what they should do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. <laughs> so just do that. Have Kara do get attacked by a wampa. <laughs> and then when she and then when she comes out of the the the, the hydration tube she's loosely lawless <laughs> perfect yeah or or they'll probably do a thing where she gets killed and then it turns out like it's her sister or something like comes to like find yeah. her and that is loosely lawless jara schmoon <laughs> jara schmoo <laughs> <laughs> well, if your sister's why do you have a different last name shut up <laughs> 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 oh my god yeah, yeah. i mean 
Never read the comments I, is my lesson learning from that. <laughs> oh, Christ. Oh, Christ. Uh, even on Instagram. Ugh. Like, usually Instagram's like the safe zone, but it was not yeah. when that happened. Uh. Ugh. Uh, never heard, never have I seen so much like free Cardoon, hashtag free Cardoon. I was like, uh -huh. and what's, what's crazy is that if she'd waited like a week, maybe she could have gotten a way better deal, like a way better, like, here's what I'm going to do now. But she waited a day and now she's working with Ben fucking Shapiro. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh. oh. And there's well, gonna make conservative ass action movies. It's gonna be oh yeah. A fucking nightmare. She'll just but no one will see them, so that's fine. Right. <laughs> Wasn't yeah. she in an expendables movie? I think she was. I, I only saw the first one. Okay. I thought Ronda Rousey was it Ronda Rousey in the third one? Or maybe no, maybe it was she was in she one was of them. Yeah, she was in one of them. Oh, okay. She's also not a very good actor. Also <laughs> also hot take don't hire do, i don't know why all these mma people are transitioning to acting i don't know why they have to do that i don't know because like they their job huh they make more money that way and don't have to put their bodies on the line well i mean yeah I, well i don't think that they would make <laughs> i don't i don't think you can make more money i mean think about how much mma fighters get paid for one fight you know i don't actually know Oh, okay. They get paid. Well, I guess like the top tier ones get paid like a shitload. Like, yeah, I think you, uh, what's yeah, the top. But you have to be at the top. Yeah. And Gina Carano was a very important. I mean, but you don't. No one. No, you don't become a bankable enough MMA star unless you make it that far. Like Ronda Rousey had such a crazy undefeated streak. Right. And she seems to have her head on correctly. Maybe. Yeah. Isn't she in know. WWE now? No, she was for. Um, just over a year oh. and then uh she lost one match uh -huh. at wrestlemania and then has literally not been seen since <gasps> oh. yeah, she she made she debuted at the royal rumble which is two months before mania had her first match at mania then wrestled fairly consistently she wasn't she wasn't pulling a part-timer schedule which is a complaint that a lot of people have when these sort of people come in she wrestled every pay-per-view sometimes on raw and then the fall, the WrestleMania after she debuted. So literally one year, she lost for the first time and then disappeared. Wrestling is real. It's so real. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I don't know what she's doing. They they were talking about make remaking uh, Roadhouse with her, which I think would be kind of dope. Oh yeah, uh, that was a thing. Yeah, like I mean, you oh. know, Roadhouse is one of those movies that I think a remake, especially a modern remake, could that could work. It wouldn't taint the legacy of the original. It would be kind of its own thing. You uh, know? Especially because so many kids have definitely not seen Roadhouse at this point. Right. Like, I definitely mentioned that movie at the bar and they're like, what? <laughs> Who? I watched Roadhouse for the crazy. first time. Yeah, it's, I mean, look, Dirty, Dirty Dancing's great. Ghost is great. But his best performance is Roadhouse. I will, I will not, this, I will not let anyone argue with me on this. He's so fucking good in that movie. <laughs> Rule number one: Be nice. He's great. Ah, he's good in everything. Uh, MTV was literally paying Ghost for twenty-four hours yesterday. Why? Because um, it was Valentine's. Oh, Valentine's Day. Day. Happy oh, Valentine's Christ. Day. <laughs> But Happy also, I was like, times. who's watching Ghost? And none of the kids, no. I don't even know, the kids watch MTV. I'm pretty sure they just watch YouTube. But if they turned it on yesterday, they would be like, oh, this your introduction to Patrick Swayze. And yeah. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Her first Oscar. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and then she followed that up with Star Trek. <laughs> right after Ghost? Not right after, but pretty sure. Like, imagine she was at the peak of her career when she went and did Star Trek. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's wild. She's like, I'm going to go do TV. I'm not even going to be the lead character. <laughs> well, Star Trek was a very popular show. <gasps> yeah. Well, she was on from the first season, right? From first season of Next Gen? No, she's not on the first season. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I don't think. I could be wrong. All the Trekkies out there are like, hey! Yeah. Fuck you guys! <laughs> and then they're like, we're called Trekkers now. <laughs> or are they? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's been a thing for a long time. They don't like being called Trekkies. Why? Is it derogatory? Uh, yeah, basically. They think it infantilizes uh, <laughs> being a Star Trek fan. So they're, they're like, no, we're called Trekkers. Oh, okay. That's so different. There was a uh, an SNL sketch with Shatner where he plays himself, um, and he's at a Star Trek convention, and he uh, he tells all the Trekkies to get a life. And after that sketch, there they're like, "We don't want to be called Trekkies anymore." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the distinction is a Trekkie is someone who likes Star Trek. A Trekker is someone who likes Star Trek and is annoying. <laughs> <laughs> that uh that holds up i think yeah. yeah all right we have a lot to talk about with wandavision so let's just get into it now this is the wandavision hour <laughs> not an hour we're not gonna talk about <laughs> it, it might be hour. i don't know there's a lot yeah. to cover <laughs> we have yeah. two episodes to talk about because we have not just talked... two yeah it's just been two. Oh, okay yeah right yeah because yeah. it's only been a yeah it's only been I thought we, because last episode we didn't talk about WandaVision at all because we were interviewing a uh, guy who wrote that Dracula comic. Rich Davis. Rich Davis, thank you. Jeez. Thanks. Jesus. I hope you're listening, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot your name. Aww. He really liked being on the show too, Jacob. It was great to have him. He was really yeah. fun. I'd have him I'd have him back when, like when the next, if uh, yeah, like volume two of, I don't even remember the name of the comic. Cult of Dracula. Asshole. Cult of Dracula. <laughs> Jeez. It was only two weeks I, ago. <laughs> I liked it. I just, you know. Um, anyway. Anyways. Okay. Well, we're going to talk never, he, about he just, the two, just, ep two episodes of WandaVision. He just turned the show off. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, 70s, the Family Ties episode and the Malcolm in the Middle episode. Correct. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's just get into it. Yeah. Okay. So the big reveal, I literally messaged you like right after I watched the episode because I, my head was exploding. Right. Um, and I even, I mentioned it on the podcast that it might have happened. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was when Peter or Pietro, he has so right. many names now, Quicksilver shows up yeah. at the end of that episode, which is insane. That whole episode yeah. was insane. Um, that was awesome. Like, was man, so good. that was the, I thought that, that the craziest thing that happened that episode was when the credits were rolling, but their argument continued. That was fucking surreal. It was. That was like, like, I can't, like, I was watching that. I'm thinking, how is this the first time this has happened on in anything? Where, like, it's just credits, opaque credits covering what's happening, but the story's still going. And also, those are the real credits for the TV show, fun fact. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's, there's a whole other extra level of, like, meta weirdness. Um, and it was just, like, it reminded me of Too Many Cooks. Remember that from like five years ago? Um, that yeah. Adult Swim 
Oh yeah, short, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like a TV show theme song that was the, the entire half hour or whatever, okay. um, or eleven minutes. Or, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And how like it was like unsettling, but also felt completely right. Um, and then right when it looked like it was about to go into your standard Marvel Cinematic Universe Civil War fight, right? Uh, there's a knock at the door. That was crazy. Yeah. So. It was this episode was called on a very special episode. It yeah. was like the yeah they said they made comments about like it was kind of like growing pains or like family ties like you said to just the the opening of the episode was literally like the theme of family ties. Yeah, with the watercolor at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. and like the pick the photos too. Mm-hmm. Um, there was uh, there was just so many there were so many things in this episode. Um, but that's this is where they had the twins, right? The twins start growing up. I just watched. Yeah, the twins episode. were born in the previous episode, and that, this is right. when they're like accelerating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Catherine Hahn, um, who plays Agnes, has like a big role in this one as well. She like starts showing up even more in the house um, mm-hmm. and starts like almost taking care of the twins. I think even more, um, which yeah. we haven't talked about her as much. Uh, and what our theories have been behind, but I really think that she is Agnetha Harkness. Right. That that's been a pop. That's been a theory since. I mean, you thought that going back to the first episode, right? Yeah, but like really now, like a su- and even more so in the next episode, uh, where we see her in the witch hat <laughs> in the car. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's something that didn't occur to me. The witch hat. That's yeah. something that I blanked on. I just thought, oh, it's Halloween, but you're right. That's that is probably. But then the fact that she, when Vision, hopefully everyone listening has seen the episode, when yeah. Vision turned her brain back on by because <laughs> he could just phase his fingers into someone's head. We don't need to think about it. Uh, <laughs> um, there are so many questions that will never be explained about this show. Uh, right. Why was it being transmitted on a signal that could be picked up by an old TV? Why did Vision just face his hands into someone's head and turn it on and off? You know what? We don't need to worry about it. It's a TV show. Um, <laughs> how she both seemed lo- just like the guy from the previous episode, but also not. Yeah. Well, she starts screaming immediately, right? Yeah. And she, I can't remember exactly what she says, but she starts... Yeah, she starts screaming something. Well, it's like it is relevant to her character so, or like what she. So she's. What was but, weird is, because this was confirmed by Monica Rambeau after she got out, right. and by the dude who works with Vision, yeah. that they are aware of what's going on the whole time. They just aren't in any control. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So when she was like, oh, hey, you're the Vision. You're one, aren't, aren't, wait, aren't you the Vision? Aren't you one of the Avengers? Are you here to save us? But like, hasn't she been seeing through her own eyes the whole time? Why yeah. would she be? Well, she's in so, and same with Agatha, right? So she knows what she has been, or she knows what's going on, right? So right, she... but, but she pretended that she didn't. Right, exactly. Or she genuinely didn't, so that's the question. Right, so she could be pretend, or she could be masterminding it. Who knows? Or she could be a mm-hmm. pawn. Um, one of the other big theories um, is that it actually could be Mephisto. Sure. Controlling everything. I do um, like the idea that it's a thing 
that I like that keep Wanda redeemable that she is being controlled by someone that it's not entirely her yeah right and that it's like bringing out her powers um there's a so Billy and Tommy the twins um uh with Pietro or Peter um he calls them like demon spawn um Mm -hmm. and he actually makes like like hell comments throughout the entire episode um of the last episode uh and then also there's the claymation um commercial as well right which is a like faustian commercial basically it's Mm -hmm. super dark uh and so that seems very relevant to like mephisto as well What, what was the creature that gave him the yogurt was it a shark it was a shark Okay, yeah. maybe that's nothing. Maybe that's just because it was a desert island. Yeah, it is very devilish, though. Like, yeah. you know, you had that very devilish grin. Um, and then also, you know, Billy and Tommy uh, in the comic, uh, they have that Mephisto co- uh, connection as well. Um, so, I mean... Wait, how? Um, well, I have it actually right here. I mean, make sure I had notes for it. Uh, so uh, if we're to follow the events in the comic book arc that inspired the WandaVision events thus far Tommy and Billy are eventually reabsorbed by Mephisto and years later are reincarnated into the Young Avengers Speed and Wiccan oh I thought it was Master Pandemonium Mm -mm. not Mephisto okay yeah it was Mephisto yeah so I mean I don't know (laughs) seems kind of like they're really just throwing all of those hints at us mm-hmm. but or maybe we're just reading into it too much i don't know or they just want us to think that i don't know so here's the one reason why i don't think any of this is what's going to happen and this is the only reason that i think this mm-hmm. and maybe this could be the time when they change it but right. the the pattern that i have noticed with the marvel cinematic universe is that the twist is never this is what happened in the comics. Right. Yeah. So um, if you look at like, like even the, the, the comics, even, excuse me, even the movies that take their titles from comic book storylines, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Age of Ultron, Infinity War, are drastically different from the comics from which they take their name. Yeah. Very little in common. Um, the, the, uh, th- when Thanos gets the Infinity Gems, most of them are on Earth. Um, which in the comics, I think one of them was on Earth. Yeah, I think one was. Yeah. Uh, and like everything else is so completely different. So, and I, they're not really, as much as we like to, as much as they are, they also aren't making these movies and shows for the comic book fans. They're making them for the movie fans and people and, and people who don't know what the hell this is in general. Yeah. Um, so like the stuff that was for us was Billy and Tommy getting their powers and right. wearing costumes similar to Wicked and Speed. That was great. That yeah. was for us. And but I don't think the ending... Yeah, the Quicksilver costume and, and then obviously Vision and, right. and Scarlet Witch's costumes, which was and so the, like, exciting. Explanation. No yeah, explanation. That was great. <laughs> Saying oh, it was uh, I'm, I'm a fortune teller. You're a Mexican wrestler. Let's just right. move on. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I... Um, I think it will likely be a new character reveal that explains sort of like what's going on here. Like maybe, and maybe, hey, maybe it is Mephisto. Um, I think that Doctor Strange is going to show up yeah. in the finale, if not earlier. 
Uh, they did also confirm today that there's three more episodes and they'll all be an hour long. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Because originally, yeah. yeah, when I found out there was a new episode, because originally they said six episodes. Obviously not true. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. So maybe it's just six episodes of the other shows. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. maybe the other shows will be an hour too. Maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, whereas all of these have been closer to sitcom length. Right. Um, well, that's, that's. I mean, I think even the first episode was straight up 24 minutes with that little commercial 22 that minutes. was really so, short yeah the first one yeah um look, we also have to talk about monica so yes her dna has been altered and they only gave one hint of the photon they like they, they i think it said like photon or did it say binary like a, they showed like really a quick of a flash of like her mom and then it either said binary or photon i don't remember which one? Oh, is well, her, her call sign when she was a pilot was Photon. It was Photon. Okay. Yeah. So this might be like when they she gets her powers as well. Maybe. Which she is, gets her powers from Wanda. That'd be weird. <laughs> it would be weird. Well, not exactly. Yeah, it's more like she got her powers from that weird, the, the, what they're calling the hex, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it might have altered her DNA and she is getting uh, energy blasting hyper cosmic <laughs> powers now from that. Yeah, if she, I mean, I don't think that they'll have her go full Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel, Photon, etc. Yeah. Um, I think they might just give her light blasts. I don't think she would turn, that they'd have her turn into light. Although that's, it's such a fucking cool power and it would look so cool on the big screen. It would look really uh, cool. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what Darcy says, that like radiation rewrote her cells on a molecular level. So who knows? I mean, she has who crazy knows? powers. So can't she like, she can also manipulate her body, right? It's like she can shape change. She, she? I mean, she can turn into light. So right. the, the possibilities of what she actually can do are endless. Like when you can turn into light and move at the speed of light, who like there's no rule that says, that no one can say like, like she could do anything to her body, you know, yeah. when she can change her that, yeah. on that level. So, yeah. And she moves at the speed of light. She has superhuman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speed. She has yeah. strength. Uh, yeah. Manipulate body manipulation is what I think they called it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she has a lot of crazy powers. Do we think, do we think we'll see Carol too? They keep mentioning her. They mentioned her for the second time. So she I don't think so because she's know. isn't she off in space with the scrolls again? Didn't she split after? Yeah, Endgame? she split. I don't. I don't really see any reason yeah. she would come back for this. Then maybe but they'll, they've they'll had two. Her. They've had. They've had two episodes hinting that. Uh, um, Monica knows a, a, a engi an engineer or something. Yeah. An asteroid, uh, that she and she got in contact with him, which would be disappointing if it wasn't a character from the movies right. or, or something. Yeah. So, or a new bringing somebody into the MCU that hasn't been seen yet. Right. A lot of fans think it'll be Reed Richards. I hope it isn't. That would be a disappointing way to bring in Reed Richards. If I'm being Why? Honest. Why would that be disappointing? Because it's Reed Richards. He should, like, the Fantastic Four should get their own movie. Like, it shouldn't be like, oh, hey, here's Reed. And then he's going to, like, uh, da -da -da -da, no powers for a while. And then, you know. What if he already uh, has powers? And they just don't talk about why he has powers? I just don't think they should rewrite their or 
you know, do another origin movie for them. They can just be like, look, it's Reed. Okay, <laughs> well, on the Fantastic Four. You have not been hanging around the shop when me and Robert have talked about how a new Fantastic Four movie could totally work and they could totally do the origin again, as long as it's not about the origin. That's my thing. No, no origin, just like Spider-Man, just go right into it. Just we all know. They, yeah. They don't really do it. They don't really do that. Like, I think we've had really, if we're talking how they got their powers to origin movies, Iron Man, Captain America, and oh, Ant-Man. Yeah. We don't, we don't need any more Fantastic Four origin movies. I'm sorry. If they were bad, we all, we all know. <laughs> in the version I wrote, they get their powers in the first five minutes and then we don't talk about it. <laughs> I hope so. That last one was so boring. The I first felt- scene, the first <laughs> scene, they're on the ship, they're getting ready to launch and then they launch and then the movie starts. That's great. That's it? Okay. That's how they, and then, and then the rest of it is like, okay, now we have powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think they'll do it that way. It'll just be long and arduous and yeah. <laughs> we it, just get, it, it, get right into it. Do Silver Surfer, Galactus, just that's, you know, get the, issue the, 50. Yeah. Issue <laughs> the Josh <laughs> Trank one, the Josh Trank one, they didn't get their powers until halfway through the movie, right? Halfway, yeah. It was Fucking like waste of time. 45 minutes in. Oh my God. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. I mean, I agree Dr. Doom should be in it, but. You gotta have Doom in a in a Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's like a supporting character, and he's not. And he's like, so I, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about my what because I, I did write a treatment. Um, but yeah, he's not the main villain, but he's sort of supporting the main villain, and then the next movie, he's the main villain. But he's in it because now he's got to be in it. Doom's an inexorable part of Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah. You can make Doom a good guy for one movie. Sure. I mean, they sort of did that, like in uh, the first one with uh, Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis and Jessica Alba and them. Right. Um, he was he was on the ship and he got his powers at the same time, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's how they did it. Oh, no. That was Ultimate Fantastic Four. So they did that. He got powers in the in Fantastic Four. They, that's how he got his powers in the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they took it from Ultimate. Was that at the same time? Those got released at the same time, right? They were around the same time, yeah. I would like to see an ultimate Fantastic Four. I want to see bad Reed Richards. Oh, where he's like the, yeah. With the weird head thing. (laughs) Yeah. That was a good book. And like he was in Secret Wars, yeah. Yeah. That'd be crazy. I just want to see that Secret Wars, too. I hear they are going to do that, though, so. Oh, like Battleworld and everything? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what... They're not going to do the old that, Secret Wars. That would be a good. Oh, with oh, with like the alternate universes all colliding, at like the, after as a follow to Multiverse of Madness. I mean, that, yeah, they're the next big movie. That's what they're supposed to do. Well, that's what a rumor is, anyways. We'll see. I think I think they could do Battle World, like with the chunks of planets, like the original one. But it would just be depending on which characters they wanted to use. Yeah. I think the Jonathan like you have better. It's more updated, anyways. I guess, but there's so much like baggage. There's so much like I mean, if you're gonna bring in chunks of different realities, you have to do a bit of more of a job establishing. I mean, I guess maybe you don't. I don't think so. It's more contained. Less 
gym shooter wordiness. <laughs> More I mean, was, wordiness. Like, did, you, did you read um, Beyond the, from like the 2000s? No. It was um, just they were redoing Secret Wars, but with uh, the only character who was in the original one was Spider-Man. And then it was like Gravity and... Uh, a couple of the new X-Men and all, all characters who weren't in the and like some older characters but the whole team except for Spider-Man were not in the original Secret Wars and it was beyond or sort of like I'm just going to try it again do the exact same thing a second time <laughs> um, and so I think that if they did something like and, and so it, it was it was sort of Spider-Man like going like like not re quite remembering the original I don't really remember it was fun um, and I think that <laughs> really made the, an the, impact <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was during my I'll read anything phase. Okay. I have a much more discerning taste. <laughs> also, it's no longer in print. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely out of print. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Marvel's like, oh, it's still on our store. It's 99 cents for the six issue. <laughs> wow. We'll see. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, WandaVision is very, very dope. And uh, I, it's, I look forward to it every week and I'm excited. Now that we know what the MCU TV shows look like, ignoring uh, friggin' Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Inhumans and yeah. Daredevil and Jessica Jones and right. Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Defenders. Now that we know what the MCU shows look like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the uh, new uh, Hawkeye, uh, or not Hawkeye, Sorry, Winter Soldier Falcon uh, trailer dropped as well. It looks nice. really, really good. And I mean, that's coming and up then, literally directly after WandaVision, so. And then Loki's coming out after that, probably. Yep, yep. And I think Black Widow will be on Disney Plus around then. <sighs> Hopefully. <laughs> Just put it out. Just put it I out. I bet if they did a similar thing to the Mulan thing, whereas if they, like maybe not $30, but people would pay $20. Yeah, I would watch it for 20 bucks. I just want to yeah. see it. <laughs> I just want to watch it. The thing is, we're pretty sure that Black Widow is going to be dope, whereas I knew that Mulan was going to be bad, and I was right. It was okay. It wasn't that bad. But I have no attachment to the Disney cartoon version. Ah, uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> none. I had none. I, I haven't seen it since it came out in theaters. <laughs> the original it's fucking Mulan. good. The action's still good? Yeah. The music is great. Right. No. Okay, Christina slap. Aguilera do the music? Or she did one song. Uh, uh, yeah, over the end credits. Right. It's not in the movie. No. Ming-Na Wen, the, the, who plays, she she's in, uh, she's Boba Fett's homie in uh, Mandalorian. She's in a, yeah, she's, she has the Disney Gambit right now. She runs the Gambit. Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, shows Marvel. She's in Marvel. Marvel, Star, Star Wars. Wars and, then, and, and she was the voice of Mulan. Good for and her. she was in the live action Mulan for really just as a cameo, mm -hmm. but yeah. She's, she was also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, wait, is she another Marvel character? Yeah, well, she's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh, I thought that's I thought that's what we meant as the Marvel character. Oh, well, yeah, she's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Marvel character. Oh, okay, sure. She's not like yeah. a mutant or inhuman. They should put her, if they could get like, you know, if they wanted to, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. feels like a different universe. If they bring those characters and put them in WandaVision or something. Well, they um, could. They, could they totally Col could. Yeah, they could put uh, Colt, Colton, Steve, Col what's his name? Colson. Agent Colson. Colton. Yeah. They <laughs> could. Colton. I mean, but, but he's, if you haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., then he's dead. 
Oh, yeah. But he's not dead, though, yeah. right? Or did he die? In Avengers, he died. Oh. I thought and then they brought him back for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but they oh. haven't shown him in any other piece of MCU media besides Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, except in Avengers. No, he didn't show up in any of the subsequent Avengers movies. Um, he, he, you'd think, you'd think he he'd be in Captain Infinity War. In, no, they talked about him in Captain Marvel. Oh, he totally could have been in Captain Marvel. Yeah. There's no reason that he couldn't have been. There's no reason that right. he wasn't, but I don't think, I don't think that he, I mean, maybe, and, and maybe he even was for like a moment. I think but, Nick Fury just talked about him. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's been the WandaVision half hour. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I have if, to go if you're not watching it be, now. <laughs> if you're not watching it, but you listen to the show, I think that's weird. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for more WandaVision. Yeah. Next episode, <laughs> we'll talk about whatever has come out since. Absolutely. Uh, I'm Jessica Baldoni. And I'm Jacob Rubin. Thanks for listening to the Skeptics Comics Podcast. And remember, uh, we didn't have a sign off. That was your point. That was your cue to say, make up the sign off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Did I think of something and then forget it? One day. we We were toying around with legitimately doing Don't Escape, which is dreadful. Don't escape. Don't escape. Don't escape. Yeah. Or, 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 or actually, at the end of the show, you've, you've escaped. Listen to something else now. <laughs> That's not bad. We That's not bad. It. Yeah. Congratulations right. on escaping. <laughs> You're free. You're free. <laughs> uh, one day. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>